0: It's the Low Score Podcast, starring Bobby Schweizer and Jason Ford.
1: And Jay. Woo! Thank you, Dude Walker. Dude, getting it done. Indeed. Hey, hi, Jay. Hey, Bobby, what's happening? It's been way too long.
0: Way too long. We've been playing Borderlands for way too long. Or not yes, we... long enough.
1: Yeah, not long enough. Unfortunately, I screwed up our plans to play Borderlands forever, but we got some good Borderlands in today.
0: It was good Borderlands. We finished up the Torque campaign and uh, did a little bit of cleanup. Some other missions that were just
1: hanging out there,
0: unbeaten, difficult yeah. missions.
1: This is good. Okay, Jay. Hey, man. I have I have something. I I brought uh, a talking point to begin with. All right. This I is like the, this is
0: like the McLaughlin group, but it's like the low score <laughs> group.
1: I was looking at IGN to see if there's any news that we're missing. Because I, I, I want to find a good video game website where I can just go and read a bunch of headlines in a list.
0: Dude, I agree so much. You know what's gotten okay? The new GameSpot is still terrible and staffed by terrible people who I don't like. Mm. However, they do now have a, a pretty efficient sidebar um, that just has news. Now, you have to watch out because they have like a main news feed that is either curated by humans or automatically because that doesn't really change and it it Mm. tries to highlight the most popular stories but to the left it's a narrow column is just the news they post in chronological order nice and it is very it's what i want it's extremely dry very informative like that's
1: good bullet point news i i think that's actually okay the the sidebar on usgamer.net has a pretty good news feed mm-hmm. but just doesn't go back far enough and they, like you just have to keep scrolling 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 uh-huh. so but checking out igm I clicked on their news and then i ended up clicking on the articles for some reason mhm uh, for those who don't know head, headline of the year for a news or uh, a video game story wait so this on is a, this is a feature or this, this is, is a fe-
0: or is this you saying that this is the
1: this is me saying that this article is the, the greatest headline for an article. Okay. Ever. All right. I don't know how you can choose. The top six Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> <laughs> I, there are <laughs>
0: technically more than six Assassin's Creed games. If okay. You, okay, because there's the Vita one. Mm-hmm. So that makes 7, right? So there's Assassin's yeah. Creed 1 2 3 4 Brotherhood and uh what was the boom. other one?
1: The other Ezio one. Bloodlines. No. No. Brotherhood S- and Vanquish.
0: No, goddamn it.
1: Brotherhood and We could just look at the article. I wonder nope.
0: if it's in there.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's a video.
0: Oh, gross! <laughs> revelations, <laughs> revelations,
1: revelations. Okay. Okay.
0: So then, all right. So it looks like there's actually quite a few side projects. Like I'm on I'm on this Wikipedia entry. There's ten other games.
1: What? There's Altire's oh. Chronicles, which uh, is no, a DS I, game. iPhone games don't count. DS games don't count. DS. Now, I think DS games would count. Not. It. It. They're they're
0: real games, even though they're bullshit. Does a Vita game count?
1: Yeah, I guess that counts. Then DS it, games count. Now I would will, also, but the the, the 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 Vita game is at least a 3D game, like Assassin's Creed. Okay, so what about uh,
0: Assassin's Creed Bloodlines for the PSP? <laughs> what well, about wait. Assassin's
1: Creed 2 Discovery for the DS? Man, maybe I was maybe I was too quick what to jump. What
0: about Assassin's Creed Project Legacy, a single player browser role playing game Facebook app. Well, obviously. Um Okay, Assassin's Creed Recollection is iOS. Another iOS, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, that's Vita. Okay, so there's a bunch of mobile, but I would say there's at least
1: four handheld proper console Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> Okay, so now I have to know. Now I'm going to turn on this video. All right, what are the top six? Okay. Number five, Assassin's Creed. Wait a minute. Fuck you. Where's number six? Hang on, that's a good point. I didn't see a num- Oh, there it is. Number six, Assassin's Creed Revelations. All right. Number five, Number five, Assassin's Creed. Number five is Assassin's Creed. Uh, Let's see. Number four. Wait, hang on. God damn it! Why can't they just list this?
0: Oh, because I'm trying to like I'm trying to scr-
1: I'm trying to scrub through the video, but I feel like I'm missing something.
0: I can I can give you the order, the correct order. I bet I can do this. Well, I haven't played four. So let's see. So Brotherhood's the best. Uh, then two. Ah, oh, then it gets hard. I'm gonna say Revelations. Then three. Then one. All right. Where I bet
1: four, based on what I've read, is not as good as Brotherhood. Okay. Okay, five, or sorry, six, Revelations, five, Assassin's Creed, four, Assassin's Creed three, mm-hmm. okay, we're getting there, I can't believe I'm fast forwarding for this dumbass video, three, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, that this is fucked up,
0: Brotherhood is eons better than two, and two is, two's good.
1: Two, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. All right, and so two is number one. One, Assassin's Creed browser game. Yeah. All right, so they're idiots, and I'll tell
0: you why. So there is a a massive leap between one and two. I actually think Assassin's Creed 2 is the best job a video game company has ever done in looking at a game recognizing what works and what doesn't and then building a sequel that like just about fixes and imp- improves on everything okay yeah that so in that way it's an extremely impressive game that said when you look at that leap and you're like man this they have fixed all that crap how do you make it better brotherhood is a much better game uh the environments are more interesting the storyline is more interesting the missions are more varied and diverse not mm-hmm. than against assassin's creed 2 but it's i just think unless we're talking about some influence nonsense i it is a much better game now four i can see being in between somewhere very high since people say it's so good but
1: now now to be fair to my initial judgment of ign this list only included the console assassin's creed games of which there are six there's but that's what's so dumb like You, it's like I, can't, I knew you, that I you, knew they weren't going to slip in a DS game in the middle there. Okay, so there's no chance. Right. There's no chance they're going to do that. But then why?
0: Because the words you can't say like top seven Harry Potter books.
1: Yeah.
0: No, you can say here's how I would rank all of the Harry Potter books. Correct. No, I agree. But you you can't say like oh we narrowed our list down to the seven best and then picked for How did there. you choose?
1: It's so dumb. Oh, I hate the way headlines are written for the internet. It's just awful cash grab clickbait nonsense. Does tuna fish salad give your children cancer? <laughs> click to yes. click
0: to find out. Yeah.
1: Is your dog smoking weed when you're not at home?
0: Um, my dog sleep
1: a lot. Yeah, a lot, right? Lazy. Um, Okay, so what we have today is a short episode of the Low Score podcast, but even though it's short, it's still a relatively large episode 104, would you say? Big episode 104
0: is uh, a descriptor of this episode I would agree with, I would buy into. Bobby,
1: you are over there. I am, Jay, you're over there.
0: Okay, news to me, but we'll go with it. Oh,
1: did you find that on the sidebar of GameStop.com? GameSpot, damn
0: it! Ah. Would you like to trade in this? Would you like to pre-order
1: this website? <laughs> the new—I like the new design. It looks pretty nice. It does. The the giant bomb people did a good job designing uh, yeah, exactly. the new games. It's
0: the same framework. Yeah. It, it is good. Yeah. It's there's weird actually, though. There's some conceptually interesting things. Uh, the way they're doing multiple reviews. I I think is kind of interesting
1: Hmm.
0: how uh, they'll have a single site like the same way they've always had like this is our review, but then they'll have like other perspectives either like, you know, it could be anything from like the jaded FPS person's perspective to like the parent perspective. Um, I find that's a little bit reductive, but in the context of like a major review site, I think that's interesting. And for what they're trying to do, that uh, reductivity in describing, like, this is my take on it, it can be maybe interesting in fostering discussion. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I like that it doesn't – It. I think there should be something in between here's the official review and then here's, like, user reviews. Like, tags like that seem like a smart way to elevate and draw attention to
1: yeah. more, more interesting
0: reviews. Yeah. You, even if it's imperfect,
1: I tell you the one thing that I really hate about the website, though. Mm-hmm. I hate when you first scroll down, and then the menu bar changes. Like, see that that little animation? Hold on, I'm, it's going, going, like to the ga- big, I'm going to GameSpot now. It's the big G logo, and you scroll like six pixels, and then they re like they move the uh, the menu bar and redo the logo. It's oh. A- um, like, no, not, what? um, st- stupid.
0: No. Okay. So I agree. You're right. Why? I wonder why they do that. Cause they're not, cause it, they're not getting rid of
1: anything. Well, they're getting rid of the, um, the receive daily updates bar at the top. See but that? I do. But Facebook, that's a, that's
0: a different thing that's happening.
1: Like when, when the G
0: becomes GameSpot it becomes a few pixels shorter i guess but they don't get rid of anything like they're not saving any space like i thought they would either like change the functionality somehow yeah so because then the, then at least they're... i could be like that's still annoying and distracting but they made a choice it's so like okay well we don't need the search anymore so
1: we sure. i don't know they're probably i mean they're saving at least f- like 40 pixels tall for this menu <laughs> so then why don't they just and it's oh and it's not transparent anymore okay right. but
0: why why don't no, they just don't use we, this? This menu at the top, yeah. It's
1: idiotic. D- designerly bullshit. I hate that stuff. Does Giant Bomb do that? No. Not yet. Anyway,
0: I should send you. Uh, there was a video going around. Somebody at some tech conference gave an hour talk that is called "Designers, You're Ruining the World," <gasps> and it's it's great. I want to listen to this or watch it. It's great. Cause when I first thought, I thought it would be some like douchey Ted talk. It is not, it is like somebody's like 50 minute, like conference, like presentation, like, like, like seriously, like you are getting in the way of
1: yourselves. <laughs> um, I re- I re- was reading about another talk that someone gave, uh, like a big data symposium. That was basically like big data is bullshit. Uh huh. Like, thank God, someone just said it. Someone important has said this thing.
0: It is. So, as somebody like actively engaged in like Hadoop and all that shit, uh, I I completely agree with that sentiment. But there is
1: like value in those technologies. But I can, sure. But um. But like, when it comes to applying for grants, like, oh yeah, we want someone to study big data. No, that that's like, dumb. That's dumb. Big, that doesn't. There, that doesn't make sense. There are uh, huge sets of data that require specific technologies to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. That is that is a reasonable thing to say.
0: If you have a big website and you need to like analyze user behavior on your site, that requires capturing tremendous amounts of data, like um, what is displayed on every page, how interactions happen, and requires separate technologies to like aggregate all that. But there are really, that is like one of a very few really specific use cases. Right. You can't
1: be like, oh, well, we should go out and get some big data for health.
0: Right. I don't know what we, that means.
1: We can improve health if we have big data
0: for yeah. it. Like maybe, are, are you talking about the genome project? Because, okay, sure. That's big, that's big data. That's a, that's a lot. With a lot of... Um, so that's another thing I think people don't understand is that big data does not mean... All right, if we were talking about it in, like, Excel, it does not mean lots of rows. It means lots of columns. It means, like, really complex, multifaceted data. Yes. It does not necessarily mean lots of samples. I have a two-terabyte table. Yeah. It's like like Google invented all this shit because their shit blew up. Like, MySQL could not do what they wanted to do anymore to build, like, search algorithms.
1: So, do you want to uh, submit for a grant for big data? How about how would how would that even like what does that even what does that even mean like? I'll tell you what I have. I have another idea. Why don't instead we go for some little data, aka what we've been playing?
0: That I only have like four data points. Does that that make you
1: feel better? That sounds great. (sighs) Okay. Okay. Let me first up.
0: Okay, you first up.
1: First up, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yes. I have have played some more of it and you have finished it.
0: I finished it. Um, I think that's a heck of a game. Uh, It seems like... Okay. Tell me if my perceptions are wrong. It seemed like out of the gate people were like, guys, I don't know if you're worried or not, but two big old thumbs up. They've done it again. They've made an incredible game.
1: Mm -hmm. I heard that.
0: And then it seems like opinion has softened a little bit on that. Um, Yeah. I don't know if it was due to the extremely uh, bundled or the uh, bungled launch of GTA Online. Bungled launch. Due to some of the like, man this uh, narrative er er is uh, yet again like really reductive and misogynistic and not so good. Or at least, maybe not the story itself, but the, the characters in some moments kind of uh, casting a pall over an otherwise excellent game. I don't know, but but would you also agree that it seems like reception kind of turned or softened?
1: Yeah, I I think part of it was a lot of people who got a hold of the game, like just like regular you know people or c- consumers were like, yeah, the, this is I mean this is good, but like I you know I don't know what makes it tremendous. So the thing is when. When you read a review, you read, you're reading a review of someone's total opinion and, like, that moment that they had at the end of the game where it all came together is something that you have to, like, strive for, right? Like, you, you're not going to hit that moment that and that feeling of the way that everything came together in your first couple hours of playing. Right. So like, they, okay. They've, they've cool. gotten the game as a whole entity. Right. Um yeah. As opposed to like what the quick look does, which is like, hey, I think you're gonna like this. Like, there's some stuff in here. Like that, that to me is the way that people would approach a game when they're when they first address it. Um, I also think that the people who did the initial reviews are video game websites who review for should you buy this game, and a lot of the other talk around the game since then has been from like a more like criticism approach, where mm-hmm. just people talking Absolutely. about in general. And when that's the case, like you don't have to sing its praises because people are going to buy it anyway. Like that's not your job is not to say like, this is, you should go out and get this, um, which means that you can do other things with that space where you're writing. Um,
0: so I, I am on the camp of, I think GTA five is a really excellent game in a lot of ways. To me, it felt like a rockstar victory lap. Um, some of the muted responses, and I think if I came at it from this perspective, I would agree. A lot has changed in video games between 08 and 13. Yeah. Um, not a lot has changed in the world uh, or in the type of game that the people who make GTA want to give you. So uh, for a series that was kind of constantly growing and evolving, uh, you definitely see the game improving in a lot of meaningful ways which I'll talk about but if you were expecting um, you know even though low like I think our standards for storytelling have have gone up quite a bit uh, I think our standards for big games like that delivering new experiences have gone up quite a bit um, you know it seems like every couple of months we get like a cool indie game or something coming out or uh, even something like a BioShock Infinite. Or a Last of Us like wowing us in different ways. This game really doesn't do that at all. But in the context of open world games, uh, it does quite a bit right. Uh, there's technical improvements, which are maybe the least impressive things that you would you would just kind of hope coming in. Uh, the shooting's much better. The driving's a little tighter. The game looks much 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 better. The voice acting's better. Um, but there's also things like. Uh, the storyline is is a little bit shorter and a little bit tighter than it's ever been. There's not not a lot of wasted time spent at all. Uh, The pacing is really excellent. So even when you're doing, you're never doing there's no mission in the game I would say is crappy. Like, oh, here's another chase mission. Here's another racing mission. Here's another mission where I've got to protect somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that's fair.
0: And the even so, even when you're doing more mundane tasks, they're furthering the story and and more furthering the um. I want to say like emotion, but it's not like the story has the story's very like rote and, and enjoyable and fun, but not incredibly complex. But there, there's a, a a a sense of tension and release that ebbs and flows in a really really impressive way. Um, Mm -hmm. like when that game decides to shine, it's like kind of been holding back for a while and then it's going to give you something crazy. Um, be it in the final heist or in a mission that just kind of spins out of control. And all of a sudden you're like chasing a a falling plane that's on fire in like a dune buggy. Uh, there's neat little missions like that that I think are cool. Uh, I think that that's helped a lot by switching between the three characters, They, uh, I think by doing that, dug themselves out of a lot of holes where there's not a lot of people you meet. In fact, I don't think there's anybody in the main story you meet that just seems like a random person who you're going to hang out with for five missions. Mm -hmm. And then, like, that's their little arc. They all feel important.
1: Yeah, they all contribute to the story, not just, like, the life of this person or day in the life of this person. Right.
0: And I still feel like uh, nobody does a better job than then of making... The like environment you're in feel like a living, breathing place. Um, even even games like certainly uh, Saints Row, I don't think aims to do that. Like I never felt like uh, connected to the place. No. Um, Sleeping Dogs uh, felt it. While it definitely had a a feel of a real city um, in Hong Kong's where it's set, it, it felt very small. It didn't feel Like, the scope of the game didn't feel big enough to make me think, like, I'm in a major metropolitan city. It made me think, like, there's little snippets and uh, microcosms, and they video gamified this city. Sure. Um, In the way that, like, there's those transitions from the, like, outer suburbs to the ritzy suburbs to the downtown area to shopping areas to industrial areas to beachside areas. Not to mention the whole like northern surrounding counties that make it feel like a very lived in place. I don't know. I know it's not sitting there mapping LA one to one or anything like that, but somebody did a very smart job of like of, of capturing um, and organically recreating a space. Um, by the time I was done with the game, I was like I wished there was more, which I guess is always a good sense for any game. Um, I really liked the way that the game ended. Um, both in terms of story and gameplay. Uh, you know, they, they do a nice, you know, so you you do the last heist and there's at least one more mission after that. Um, I won't say anything about it. We can maybe discuss it one way after. Uh, after you beat the last heist, everybody should save their game. Okay. Like, like in a different save slot. All right. Um. So yeah, I, I think that that game is great. And and I, I said at the beginning, it feels very much like a victory lap for them because uh, while I don't have anything or, or, or much in the way of like big negative things to say about it, I kind of feel like this is the last time they can get away with that. I feel like uh, because they took so much time from GTA 4, because they did a lot to improve this type of game, especially with Red Dead, also a little bit with LA Noir. Um, and it's the end of the console generation. I I think they can kind of get away with that. But if you know, in 3 4 years they put out GTA 6 and you know, I I guess we say this after every GTA release, but I'm not I'm not quite sure where they go from here. That's just incremental improvements if that makes any sense. Um
1: Yeah, it's it is also hard for me to envision what they could do. So I can clearly see you know, using it's not going to be the same because we'll be in a new a new hardware generation, but the same thing to pick another location, um, and and just you know flush out another open world game there. But I feel like at that point that would just kind of dilute things, and you know maybe I would imagine something that's more along the lines of the structure of LA Noir, which you can see some of that stuff cropping up in GTA V. You know, like it really is focused aside from. You know, they're the strangers and freaks missions and little side things like games kind of straightforward, you know, do you drive to the one place, you do the big missions, you drive to the next place, you do the big missions. Like, yeah. yes, you're you're traversing a large space, but it almost um,
0: feels like there's an open world game adjacent to the GTA five single player game.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, but not in the way that I think that most open world games do a really crappy job of just filling your time with bullshit which is nice <laughs> like yeah
0: they don't right as opposed to uh, saints row 3 like you have to do um which is a great game but you have to do uh, every one of the like side mission content things at least once and they're mm-hmm. terrible i think you're just awful and then they kind of like you go away but they like w- go out of their way to at least expose you to them awkwardly and then like get right back to the story like gta 5 doesn't do any of that like you can buy property in GTA Five if you want, and then do missions for that property, and they give you money. I don't even know if the game ever tells you you can do that. Like you just have to realize that there's real estate signs, and it's completely incidental. Like you don't have to, like there's no real negative to not doing it. You yeah, can like, so you can go and the, play golf and tennis. never tell you you can do that.
1: Like yeah. Um, and that stuff that stuff is really like I that is the stuff I enjoy about this game. It has much like RDR that same sense of discovery Mm -hmm. of things to do that you didn't think about. And that, and that's kind of the fun. The fun is not in the old open world sense of causing mayhem. It's the fun of just seeing, where can I go? Like, I'm just going to drive up this mountain and just like, see what's over here. Where does it take me? I'm going to try, like, I'm going to steal a boat and like, figure out how far I can get on it. Can I like go, you know, can I cut straight across right the state on, in a boat? Um, uh, or or finding golf or any of those kinds of other activities. So, I do like the focus in it. Um but I yeah, I just something's not clicking for me and I don't know I what know. it is.
0: That's part of why I uh brought up the the little preamble at the beginning. I don't know if uh obviously you're you're busy and it's a long game and stuff, but right. it also seems like there was a time when Bobby was GTA man. Yeah. I feel like that's past
1: when Bobby was GTA man was Vice City and San Andreas. So it's been a while. It's yeah. It's I, while. I, I, but you love GTA four. You beat that. I I like GTA four. I don't oh, love okay. GTA four. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yep. boy, do I love GTA four? I know. Still, I think my favorite. My my game is. of the year that year, I believe, was Dead Space <laughs> for GTA four. Dead. I forget what mine. Dead Space is excellent. It is. It was excellent at the time. It was very new and different. Um, but nice. yeah, I, I, I play so many open world games. I spent the entire summer playing open world games. I spent the last X number of years playing open world games for my dissertation. And so I, I've, seen, I've seen so much of it. I know it works. I know it doesn't work. I, I just It's hard for those to feel kind of special for me. And I, I felt the same way about um III. the Third. You know, I liked the main story missions. I didn't like doing any other stuff. I didn't like the city all that much because it's boring. Yes, it's just,
0: I, I still know. feel like you just didn't play enough of that game.
1: I played so much of that game. I would keep hammering on it and hammering on it and it just never got better.
0: I think here's here's what I will say. I think I've said this before. As a fan of that game, the Giant Bomb crew had no idea what they were talking about. That, that I don't think they understood that that game, like the humor in it, scratched a specific itch for them that inflated their enjoyment of that game beyond reasonable levels. Like, I like, again, I I just want to underscore, I think that's a good video game. When they start talking about it in the same sentence as Skyrim, hard to take them seriously. And Mm -hmm. so I think also like being exposed to that talk before you played the game, I wonder if that has also like gone from like th- the reasonable expectations of like this is a very good open world game to this is something really special
1: you know Well I, no I I have no aspirations that it would be something really special what I'm just saying is that I never I rarely liked the things that I was doing in that game That's like plain and simple like I the the combat that I was doing I it was okay the you know ridiculousness of the missions was okay. Like,
0: see, that's the kind of thing I think. I actually think the combat is something they get really, really right. Uh, even before the game gets really ridiculous. Oh sure, for, like the for guns a, feel great
1: for a third person action game. That game shoots really well. For
0: an open world game, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Best but, uh, like
0: shooting and action in an open world game. I don't know. Again, holding it up to uh, another third person action game might be a little tough.
1: But like shooting 40 gang members in a warehouse. Like it's just, you know, that that kind of stuff wasn't fun for me, but going back to GTA five. Okay. Um, when I get into the flow where I feel like there's a rhythm to the missions and everything building up to the various heists or however they're being assembled, that stuff works really well for me. And then the downtime when I go out and I like climb the mountain and find the spot to do the yoga, that is also really awesome. It's that middle space that just isn't compelling for me. The strangers and freaks missions, I just don't care uh, for those and or I'm interested in them at they, all. So
0: they were uneven, but that's surprising because I thought a lot of them were really good. Uh, some of them were were a real bust. Um, I thought the, the paparazzi guy is really funny.
1: Um, I it's think- it's it's funny. It's just so un unmotivated right like it for franklin for franklin okay so here's how these strangers and freak missions work i'm driving along the road and i see uh, a marker on the map that shows me there's a mission over here so i'm franklin right I'm, i'm cruising up the road and then i pull into a parking lot of a restaurant and i get off of my bike and there's a guy standing there who pulls me into this set of missions And I have no choice. I don't know who this person is. I don't, like, Franklin has no reason for knowing them at all.
0: All right, I got to stop you. I don't know what you you mean when you say, I have no choice. Like, you accept the mission. Like, and you also, like, don't have to do them.
1: Well, sure. Like, you don't have to do anything in the video game. What I'm saying is. Well,
0: but but it's a big distinction. So, I mean, let's talk about, you don't have to play the game. But they are uh, completely separate from the, like, main story. Like if you but don't like, if you don't do them, there's no negative consequences.
1: Why why does Franklin know that there's a guy standing outside of this restaurant that he needs to talk to? No, like it's not like, hey, go see my well, friend. You know, well, it's just. And it's not and it's not random because it's on the map. Like if if I was walking and a guy came up to me, at least that would feel somewhat motivated because I'm being approached. But I'm approaching a total stranger who's going to start giving me missions suddenly.
0: So I guess you you have to think of motivation like this. So there's also plenty of main story missions where it's just like, hey, go to Michael's house now, and it, and uh, sometimes he's called you, but other times he's not. Like you just go there to go there. So but in the same vein, uh, if you want, and so.
1: But I know who I know who Michael is. So That's I guess right
0: exactly. So I guess the same idea would be okay in the situation you described. Let's say he's standing outside of a fast food joint. Maybe Franklin just decided to go get some food and then this guy stops him. Cuz it's not okay. like in it, once you start engaging with this guy, it's not like Franklin knows the guy. Like right. it's it, it's a new meeting or something. Correct. So I don't know. I mean, sh- certainly um it's completely separate both in uh, content and tone from the main storyline and some of them even like stretch the bounds of like the characters themselves or that's not really true but they put the, the characters in really totally bizarre situations right and like being being upset that that doesn't like it seems random in the context of the game I think that's super fair but in terms of the mechanics of how those missions actually start um, at some point I don't know if if I think you're wrong but at some point, it's kind of like, oh, video games, man. Like, I don't know. Like,
1: but it's such an easy thing to fix. Hey, you know, you get a phone call. Hey, I know a guy. Go, go meet this person. Or I hear there's work for you. Like, there's there's all these tropes that we have in games. Sometimes there's, there's always of the, giving like, you missions. Like when
0: you meet up with the, uh, okay, the like crazy militant runner person. Have you done any of those missions? Uh, yes. Okay. So I really like that character. Uh, all three of the characters have a mission with her. I don't know how you would engage with that character beyond just uh, some chance meeting.
1: Sure, but it's not a chance meeting. It's it's there's a marker on the map and I go there and then there's this character for me to meet, but well, it's not.
0: I, I That's true. So I was trying like, to think in the context of solving the
1: problem, right? If If I were walking along the beach and this lady like bumped into me, There you go. Like, that. that is okay. I'm fine with that.
0: And that's where it becomes a video game, right? Because to Franklin, that is exactly what happened. He doesn't know that there's a marker on the map there. As the player, you know that. Right. So you're going to put him on the beach to start that random – because it's presented as a random encounter, right? Even though you, the player, know it's not, to Franklin it is. He just thought he was walking on the beach and then, hey. no.
1: No. I'm, I anything that's on that map to me is knowledge that I share with the people in the world. Like but I know I have you... to go meet someone at some point. I know there are buildings and places. Like that that's the kind of information that's on the map.
0: But how do you reconcile that with the fact that he obviously didn't know to go there because he didn't know there was
1: going to be someone there. Right? So I so he never should have gone there in the first place. That's okay. what I'm saying. Right. Like f- figure out another way to do it. I mean it, it's it's really nitpicky, but in a game where everything else is so self-motivated and like just fits into a, a progression, I feel that it's that it's strange to me yeah, well, that's that the, these side missions exist.
0: That's the part I definitely agree with. It seems outside of uh the tone and and spirit of the game. And it's part but, of the big the bigger thing of the the main story is very tight and very self-motivated, like you said, and everything else, not just the strangers and freaks, but if you want to go cause carnage and try to get the police after you and see how long you can survive, or if you want to go swimming or if you want to get a boat and see how far you can go, or if you want to play golf, like all of that kind of seems wrapped up in the same, like none of this makes any sense. Why would somebody in the middle of this story decide to put the brakes on it and go do any of that? Right. So, uh, yeah, Sure. So, at that point, and that's a point I don't necessarily disagree with. Maybe it shouldn't be an open world game, or maybe it literally should be adjacent to it as a separate, like, like free play mode.
1: And I think you know that's one of the great things about Red Dead is that yes, it takes place in an open world, but you can't really cause that same kind of trouble, right? Like. There's only, you, you can only shoot so many strangers and like terrible things happen to you as a, like immediate consequence. Um, most of the fun of the open world there is exploring like a physical space and just like looking at stuff. Which, like I said, um, finding a jet ski, like at a place where you can go whitewater rafting just like by chance. I'm Like, hey, what's that building on the side of the road over there? And then I get on the jet ski and I go down, you know, I would just like ride it down to the bottom. Like that is insanely enjoyable so the mm-hmm. freedom to explore those kinds of things um i th- are what to me make open world games interesting but i don't know it's it, it's nitpicky in particular it's nitpicky because the rest of the game has so much polish but uh, you know i'm i'm certainly enjoying it i think that it is like it it'll just uh if it's not I wouldn't say it's excellent, but it exhibits excellence. Like it, there's just it stuff in here that is so technically amazing, so well crafted. It, it is
0: very deliberate. Everything, but there's no accidents in that game, whether you like it or or, right. or not. It's very, very deliberate, um, very specific, uh, which I liked. And and like I, um, I think that that game definitely, as you finish it, not not because the ending's so great or anything. But as a complete unit, you just kind of look back and be like, "Man, that really was
1: excellent." Yeah, like it's solid, solid through and through. Super solid, man. Um, so I will, I will continue on it, and yeah. hopefully by the next time we podcast, I may be closer to finishing it. It's just it's really slow going based on my schedule. Sure. Uh, which in part, you know, that's part of it too. Like when you have a bunch of nights in a row just to dedicate to one game, you're getting like five hours at a time. Like that feels like there's a momentum in the way that you play that may not exist when I'm like, okay, well, I have an hour so I can, I'll probably get to do a mission.
0: Um, I I actually found that it it played really well in both types of settings. I played it
1: several times for an hour or less and and several times for six. Yeah. I've actually enjoyed playing it in the short spurts more because I find that in the long spurts, it's easy to get distracted um mm-hmm. yeah even even if you want to be like main storyline and the whole thing just like shit comes up and maybe you're driving somewhere and you suddenly die and you're like oh i have to do this whole thing over or you're like i'm just gonna go like i'm gonna try to go this way or um climb climb the mountain in my car and see if i can like make a shortcut out of it when <laughs> i really should have just taken the freeway but i tell you what though that freeway mission with the stealing the cars. Yeah. Like the the racing the supercars. So that, good. That that was really cool. So good. That was really cool. Hey, they made a pretty cool racing game inside of this game. Yeah, okay, that, that's that's GTA five. That's
0: GTA five. Alright. It's pretty good. Low score review. So yesterday you had a video game day? I did. Uh and I decided, uh long story short, that I was gonna play a whole mess of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance.
1: Isn't it just revengeance? Re- is it revenge? I don't know. Man. I think it's revengeance. On, let me look it up. Like having a vengeance with revenge, revengeance. I mean, not to say that that it is is- a,
0: is a real word because it's not. Re- it's not revengeance. Yeah, it's revengeance, not okay. revengeance. <laughs> Which it, I just it, I just, it, it just, might as well have been. I just assumed. Yeah, I just wanted to say googly, gooly blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. what, do you th- what do you think? I think it's excellent. Now, I've not played uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, which makes some of the story a little confusing. Sure. Uh, uh, it takes place cr- chronologically four years after Metal Gear Solid 4. You're riding. Um, if anybody doesn't know what this is, let's back up. This game came out this year, um, early this year, right? Like February. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is um, co-developed by... Uh Koj- Kojima play- or Konami, Kojima Productions, whatever, and Platinum Games. Platinum, who
1: is the makers of?
0: Um oh, what are their biggies they did uh, Bayonetta, Vanquish, Vanquish, Mad World for the Wii, the wonderful one oh one. Um
1: and they're also doing Bayonetta too. So the yeah. So the Clover people. Right. Exactly from, the ex
0: clover people. Yeah, so so again, when I say Bayonetta Vanquish, Mad World. Uh, we're talking about crazy go nuts over the top action uh, over the top action so I think I said to you before this this is a platinum game don't get confused by the fact that it says Metal Gear or that the Kojima production logos come up there's some nonsense story stuff that lets you know that it's in the world of Metal Gear Uh, but this shares like no gameplay elements they, they sometimes kind of Say like you can do this stealthy if you want But you don't You just right. attack like a crazy person um, It is one of the Best looking uh, Console games I've ever played From the character Design to the Fluidity of action to the Environments themselves It is Outstanding uh, it's a, a really good mix between, uh, button mashy, just, I'm going to hammer the X and Y buttons all the time mm-hmm. gameplay and Hey, I, I need to actually think and execute combos a little bit. Um, or there will be consequences. Uh, it's, it's kind of medium difficult, not super crazy hard, but sometimes I have tro- like a, a lot of trouble. And when I do, I'm like, okay, that's because I'm doing this. And I need to slow down and, like, be a little bit more methodical. And then think I'm going to be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be pretty short. Um, I'm a little more than halfway through. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think it is super special. Like, like it, totally random. Like, I think, I, again, I said to you earlier, if you didn't know what this game was and you were a huge Metal Gear fan... I think you might be a little confused as of the game <laughs> you're playing because uh, it doesn't play anything like that. Right. Um, although, like I said, story-wise, while it's a very limited amount of story, what's there, you're like, yep, that's the kind of weirdo conspiracy nonsense. That uh, I expect
1: from my Metal Gear. I
0: like, uh, yeah. There's a lot of cyborgs in it. Uh, cool. Uh, big boss fights, which I guess is a, a hallmark of the movies. oh, big bosses in it. Uh, no, so far no boss, no snake boss. boss. I don't know none of that.
1: Hugo Boss.
0: Uh, there is Hugo Boss. Uh, there's also Boss Tweed, which I was surprised at, huh? As well as just quite a few tweed jackets, huh? I'm having a lot of f- I'm having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I'll put a bow on it
1: it it's, it's funny that you ended up playing that because that is one of the games that as i was looking at GTA 5 and finishing Persona 4 I'm like okay i need to get back to the xbox i need to knock some things you, out Let me tell you i something. really want to play revengeance when you finish one or both of those games you're going to have a blast cuz metal gear
0: rising it's uh, it's it's like you've polar opposite <laughs> think about it, it it's like you've been eating uh thai food for like 3 weeks yeah and then okay. somebody uppercuts you in the face <laughs> 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 That's that's how different In terms of tone this game is
1: And I think, it, I
0: think it will feel really good
1: You're a poet Amen. You're a poet Ford
0: um, uh, I'll bleed in actually to a game I've been playing The last week uh, which is DMC The Yeah uh, Because that is of a very similar Because I say this because I've been playing I play a lot of GTA 5 I've been playing a lot of uh, Shimigami Tensei 4, which I have played another uh, bit of, but don't really have much else to say. Still like it. Um, these, you know, a uh, little bit slower paced games, and so mm, action y games felt really good. Uh, DMC is also really outstanding. Uh, so I played the original Devil May Cry, liked it. A little bit of Devil May Cry 2, did not like it. Did not play any of 3 and 4. This is another tremendous action game. It's a little different than Metal Gear Rising, though. Honestly, like really, really, really similar. Um, But DMC, much like the series, is very combo focused, Mm -hmm. and it's it's really not. While it's extremely fast paced, it's not very button mashy. Right up front, like there's 20 missions, and in mission two, they give you a ton of weapons. Like you have, uh, I think, five major weapons available to you at all times that do different things. Like there's your sword. Then you have an axe that's slow and powerful. You have a scythe that's fast and weak. You've got a like a grapple thing that you can either grapple enemies and grab them towards you or grapple them and pull you towards them. And you've got your guns, um, which are extremely weak, but they break people's combos and can stun to like run in. Cool. So you have to constantly be thinking about. And then there's different moves for each one of them. Like you can hold down the sword button and launch them up and then jump up and then do things. So it's constantly about negating other people's attacks taking enemies out one by one, and you're rewarded with upgrade points for using a variety of tacks in single encounters without getting hit. So it is a really rewarding slash mentally exhausting action game because anytime you go into a scenario, you're kind of like, all right, here we go. Gun, 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 sword, lift up, scythe, 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 axe, slide away, kick, gun, 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 axe grapple pull towards me oh now i'm surrounded scythe, scythe 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 like um there's there's this real like dance to it going on that is uh really really fun um and requires a lot more thought than uh a lot of games it's got the the kind of japanese nonsense i really like um <laughs> As that, evidenced by revenge and dude. Yeah. But they're, they're just like, I don't know, man, the God damn it, The, the story is so dumb. I just went through. Okay. So you are uh, as Dante, it's a reboot of the series, right? I'm, I am the son of an angel mom and a demon dad. So I'm like some half breed person. Okay. And I can go into this, limbo world which is a world like parallel to ours where all the demons and stuff live okay and i'm at a part in the story where everybody like drinks this soft drink and it's like the coca-cola of this world but apparently it's made from like demon excretions and it's used as like a mind control drug so i like have to infiltrate the soft drink plant in the real world and then switch over to Limbo, where it's this, like, horrible nightmare uh, soda pop factory where the, um, you know, tubes of liquid I saw that were, I guess, how they pump soda through the factory? I don't know. Become, like, awful gross tentacles or whatever. And it's just like, yep, great. That's fine, DMC. <laughs> like, that's, um, a, that's a... That's a, a... That's dumb, but inspired. Like, how... Like... <laughs> yeah. like a for effort, and that's fine. Yeah, not lazy dumb. Not, no. It is There is a a, a, a detailed backstory th- and a lot of, I feel like a lot of debate uh, that got to that. Like, all right, should it be a brown soda because that's more akin to Coke? Or should we make it this like neon green one because that seems more alien? I don't know. <laughs> I, like there, there were meetings. There were meetings to lead to this. <laughs> so anyway, so that's a lot of fun, too. You should play it. Hopefully, I'll finish these games up by next time. They both not don't seem very long, although DMC does seem longer. Groovy. So um, what have you been playing, man? You play a little bit of GTA five, but I know you can't quit. There's a game you yeah. can't quit.
1: So I've been playing Persona Four. Yep. That's the one that I get to play the most often because I can play it on the couch or I can right. play it a little bit before bed. Like I don't have to make a whole thing of turning on the TV, separating myself or, you know, uh whatchamacallit? Like what's it called when you confining myself? That's the word I was looking for. Confining myself. So I've been playing that. I have... uh, I've completed the second to last dungeon. So there's one more dungeon left. But that has not... That kidnapping has not triggered yet. Doing some mad social linking. um, Fusing some stuff. Trying to go back and and pick up the backlog. I actually went bankrupt fusing. Because I had like... I'd say like 300,000 yen... And I ended up with 2000. I was like, Oh, I There's, need to stop fusion sh- stuff. You should not go to persona Vegas then. No, Mm-mm. I'm bad. Um, so yeah, st- still, ha- still having fun with that. Um, but I haven't had a whole chance or a whole lot of time to play other games. One thing that we did get to play though, which we forgot to mention. Yes. Is that borderlands mini DLC that they released for Halloween called bloody harvest.
0: Yeah. Uh people didn't hear about this. Uh I, I guess they're this was a trial run and they might do further ones. Uh so most Borderlands in fact all Borderlands DLC I guess so far has been ten bucks for a pretty big chunk of game. Yeah. This was three bucks for a pretty modest amount of game. I don't know how long did it
1: take us? An hour? If that. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I think it was like forty minutes.
0: Right. Um But you know, uh, I, I thought it was
1: pretty fun. I mean, it, mo- it was
0: more Borderlands. Uh, it on was the fun. Hand. They, they did I, a good
1: job with the environment. It's supposed to be Halloween themed, kind of like the zombie island of Dr. Ned. I love it, the
0: idea of... There's very few games that could take advantage of like holidays or seasons or stuff like that. Um, like I feel like a Halo Halloween map would right. be kind of silly. But for, hey, get together with your friends for an hour, a little under pay
1: three bucks three do, bucks to, to shoot do.
0: shoot some pumpkins and like pumpkin head men that right. sounds you know in late october that just sounds great that just seems fun
1: uh but i have to say though that in the end i did not care for the format i mean three bucks is nothing so i don't feel like i got ripped
0: off but it is but- i agree with this in that um and this is actually a problem with i'm gonna say 100 percent of all dlc If you look at it as a percentage of value, like that was not a third of what we get from a DLC pack.
1: No. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. Um, But, uh, you know, and the other thing about a DLC pack is that it gets a chance to, or you get a chance to, like, further immerse yourself in some other perspective on the world and like what it is for like this whole little ecosystem to work like the pirates booty DLC. Like there's this whole crazy pirate themed land for you to explore. And you see parallels to the stuff that you're used to seeing. This just felt like I was asked to do another mission and it happened to take place and, and this, in, a, in this place one new area. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, you're right. Like the other DLCs add new vehicles, tons and tons of new areas, not just a new storyline, but tons of side missions, new tricky bosses um like
1: like it didn't have yeah it didn't have any really interesting characters so the character who was in it was uh tk baja or like the corpse of tk baja zombie corpse of tk baja
0: yeah i i like i like the idea but yeah i agree it's pretty um
1: and it seems like the type of thing that they probably spent some significant portion of time working on this like, maybe not the same, you know. I wonder what percentage of the effort that they had to put into this they could have put into a more full, fully realized DLC uh, that that would have lasted longer. I, I just felt unsatisfied by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, um, so that's it. That's, that's everything we've been playing. All right. Okay, so we got two things left in our short podcast. The first of these, you're you're fully committed. We have two weeks to go.
0: Yeah, and I've been thinking about it back and forth. So I uh, let's back up. Back. I uh, I pre-ordered a PlayStation Four, as like the Sony press conference was happening. If you remember, it was the second of the two. Xbox already had problems. PlayStation came out of the gate with a much better press conference that February, and I was like sold. I'm gonna put in a pre-order. I don't know if I'm gonna commit to it. But I'm interested enough that I want that option, um, which is good because, you know, pre-order sold out and stuff. So it's nice. It's a pre-order on Amazon, so you can release it before they charge you with no consequence. And I got to be honest, like after Watchdogs got delayed, after the launch lineup was released, thinking about that from a value standpoint i'd pretty seriously considered just dropping it and being like i'll get
1: it it's like yeah why why now why am i bothering now then i go back to the other side of being like all right i'll
0: probably not i've never bought a console like on launch day never uh i got my n64 really close like a month and a half after Mm -hmm. i got i've gotten plenty of things like uh like the christmas after like the gamecube and the wii Mm -hmm. um and I think the Game Boy Color, it's, but anyway, never like been a launch day guy. Never done that. And I feel like this is the time. The time is now. The choice seems clear. Why you have the, the income. Not? I have the income. <laughs> I'm saving up. Well, I'm specifically, I, you know, it's been a good year for the the side gig thing with a governor election going on and whatnot. So, yes, I'm like I can do this. Let's do it. So now the 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 question is, I'm going to buy the damn thing. Uh what do I buy with it? So when I look at the list of what's coming out, there's really only one game and that's Assassin's Creed Four. That's a game I know I want. I've liked every game in the series to, to varying degrees. It's getting fantastic reviews. Done deal. Okay? Done. So right. now, in a normal world, well there you go. I don't do I really need more than one game, especially not when it first comes out. No. Yeah, sure, not. Nah. But uh if people have not heard The week the PlayStation... PlayStation launches November 15. The week it launches at Target from the 10th through the 16th, they're offering a buy two, get one free video game deal. And it it apparently extends to the PlayStation 4. That's bonkers. That's bananas. So, uh, assuming, you know, by the time I get there, it's not some kind of crazy barren wasteland. Sure. Which is a possibility. Uh... I can maybe pick up three games for the price of two. Yeah. But the problem becomes, which games do I get? So we've already identified one valuable game. Are there two other games I could reasonably spend $40 on and make it make sense? You know what? I'll even, I'll even go further about the value proposition. Since I was happy to uh, pay for Assassin's Creed 4 at $60... Let's say which of these games is worth thirty.
1: Okay, are you are you looking at the list? Do you have any? I have I have the list uh, ahead of me. So what what here are the games that are going to be available? Okay. So on discs, things you can buy in the store. The um, Sony titles are Killzone, Shadowfall, mm-hmm. and Knack. Yes. Okay. The third party titles are Angry Birds, Star Wars, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Four. You already got that. Call of Duty Ghosts, DC Universe Online, FIFA 14, Battlefield 4, Just Dance 2014, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition, the uh, fighting game, comic book fighting game, DC fighting game, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Madden 25, NBA 2K4, Skylanders Swap Force. I mean, S- it's slim pickings,
0: it's, it's slim pickings, dude. This, I mean, like I said, I was thinking about, uh,
1: going back on the console purchase, but here's, here's, here's the way I see it though. Okay. Um, I would be inclined to say, go for the, f- the first party titles, the kill zone and the knack, mm-hmm. you know, you, those you've never played kill zone, right? Any Killzone? Nope. Nope. So that's new new experience to you, as opposed to like Call of Duty Ghosts or Battlefield Four. That, so he,
0: so here's the other thing though. Uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield, well, especially Call of Duty, don't drop in price. The first party ones surely will.
1: uh yeah. I mean, I guess not in the next six months. No. You'll see sales, but,
0: uh, but I don't disagree with you that. So, Knack, so as the, like, one new thing on the list, even though I'm not all that interested in it, per se, seems like a pretty reasonable candidate.
1: I think so. Um, I think you, like, have, you well, have to go I'm, with the games that make this unique. Right. Um, So,
0: let's look at the other games. I've never been interested in Killzone. As far as I know, they are... Uh, decent
1: first person shooters? I Have you played them? <laughs> I don't know. Um I think I own Killzone 2. Okay. I do own Killzone um, 2. I believe that came with my PlayStation and thinking back I may have booted it up, but I can't say actually say that I've played it. Got it. Um Battlefield 4 I know
0: looks incredible, but I just know I'm not going to play that much of an online first-person shooter. I generally enjoy the Call of Duty storylines, so I've thought about that as a possible option. Th- these are really the only games, though, I would even consider. Right.
1: I mean, you mentioned Injustice.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I,
1: um, I liked the Mortal Kombat game
0: that uh, came out. DC first uh, Mortal Kombat. Nope, more just the game after that, just Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh, right. Um, which is uh, relevant because it's the same folks, uh, the NetherRealm uh, Studios that that made both games. Mm-hmm. So it is a an MK like game, um, although there are some differences.
1: But I don't know how much of that I'm going to play. Plus, I just don't really like DC, right? like that much. I mean, I I would actually be inclined to say Battlefield 4, although. One of the big problems that you have with this is that you're playing with a small group of people who are the console like launch console buyers. Right. Which is very different than playing, you know, online with an established
0: That's the thing with install with, base. with Call of Duty, well, I guess with both of you have the same problem. I was gonna say with Call of Duty, that's a console franchise, even though certainly until now the Xbox mm-hmm. has been the lead platform and will probably be. In fact, I would bet that the Xbox 360 is still the lead platform for Call of Duty Ghosts. Absolutely. Um, while Battlefield, uh, that's a PC game. And I would not be surprised if PS4 ends up being the like clear number two uh, place to play that game in a way that Call of Duty Ghosts might not be. Like it might be the number three place to play that
1: game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Here, here's the other thing, though. Something like Battlefield 4, I think you would imp- you would appreciate the difference between playing an online game with like that level of detail and physics and everything, because mm-hmm. you can't That's do that on your, your PC, no. as opposed to Call of Duty, where you recognize the formula. So like the stuff that you identify with may look more polished, but it may not actually feel any different to you. So it's Battlefield 4 would be certainly different and impressive. It's true. Um, That's fair. It's not unfair. The Yeah, the big problem right now is that if this is happening launch week and you want to make moves quickly, you don't really have time to wait for all the reviews of these things. Like, what if Killzone sucks? Hardcore. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, since I'm not pre-ordering
0: them, I should know. By the time I go to the store,
1: sure. Uh, at,
0: the, at, at least from a uh, Metacritic perspective, I'll, I'll know if it gets like a, a you know four out of ten.
1: Okay. So, so the idea is Black Flag, Knack, and then you pick you pick two games, whichever one has the best reviews. You go get. I that's.
0: Think. I I think you're right. I think that's smart. I think. Uh, I think I'm sold on Knack as a logical. If I'm gonna buy into the PS4, I should get that one.
1: Yeah. And then it looks like there's
0: several good shooters for shooting.
1: I would say you go between Battlefield 4 and Killzone. I think you skip right. Call of Duty. That's just my, that's how I feel. I could,
0: like I said, the last two Call of Duties, I've red boxed and beaten a sitting. Yeah. So maybe I could just do that again. Yeah. All right. This was very helpful. That's Thank it. You. Good.
1: I'm excited for you.
0: Uh, and it's been confirmed, confirmed dive kick cross by day one. <laughs> good morning, Captain. Well, good
1: morning to you.
0: Do <laughs> you need another mule Skinner? The list.
1: Down Jay, we did not punch the list this time. We did not. No. We
0: uh, ran it back for yardage. Um. And no, got, keep, keep uh, trying. Okay, and we got
1: uh, downs and points. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, uh,
1: Those are both things you'd want.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we went for two and got the conversion.
1: Yeah, that is actually that's a, that's a football thing. Congratulations, got it, nailed it. Thanks. No, what we did for this week. So last time we did a, a list of the lists that we would be interested in doing, and one of them came up was the idea of your top six through ten Super Nintendo games.
0: Six through ten. So the uh, in between. This is the way I thought of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. In between mm-hmm. a slam dunk, a list of the crop we're talking you know your chrono triggers and your super mario worlds and the like yep and your wackadoo obscure titles that maybe you really like but nobody's ever heard of like balls 3d or zoop <laughs> <laughs> there exists a middle tier of games where people have heard of and are like oh yeah that's a good game totally yeah. but they would so they wouldn't be in anybody's one through five that'd be ridiculous definitely nor are they nor are they completely off the radar they're a 6 through 10 list.
1: Right. Now, the thing to keep in mind, as Jay put earlier when we were discussing this, is that if we were to make up our top 10 list of Super Nintendo games, these games probably wouldn't have made that top 10 list. But if we aggregate everybody else's top 1 through 5 lists and say which ones are the ones that are represented the most often, we can't use those. Right. You might come That's up with a, with a, a list six of through 10 games. Ten.
0: Maybe we should explicitly say
1: some of the games you
0: won't find on these lists. You won't find? You said Chrono Trigger, Super Mario World. Absolutely. Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, no way.
1: Uh, no Super Metroid. No Super Mario RPG. No, no Super, Super Mario, Mario Kart, Kart. No Earthbound. No Secret of Mana. Nope. None of like, the big RPGs. Right. No, no, um, no, no, uh, no Donkey Kong Country. Right. None of the uh, none of the major well I guess we already said all the the Mario ones, yeah, um, you know the, like those are the games where' like, yes, yes, of course those are your top one through five,
0: right and, and as you notice, we've mentioned more than five games, right but, but when somebody says that and somebody says, "Name some good Super Nintendo games, the ones where you're like, yep, the obviously,
1: yeah. So, these are our 1 through 6. Or top 1 through 6. No, that's
0: completely wrong.
1: 6 through 10. There you go. This is our top 6 Assassin's Creed games for the Super <laughs> Nintendo.
0: Alright. Number 6. Alright. Uh, so, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Um, I'm going to kick it off with uh, an early game. Uh, and that's Pilot Wings. I think it's my uh, most obvious choice of the ones on here. But... Pilot Wings is nobody's top five game. In fact, I don't know how many like top, top ten, 10 games, <laughs> yeah. but, but I really like it. and uh, it's such a strange game. It's the kind of game that uh, I feel like one of the things that was nice about the Super Nintendo era as a whole, especially for Nintendo, um, two things happened with Nintendo's games. One, it was a chance for them to take franchises. That that had started to grow and fully realize them. Super Metroid's a great example of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country is a great example of that. To some degree, like Super Mario World, I think you could argue is like the 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 top realization. Oh, you know, uh, Zelda is an extremely good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had some of that, and you also had like like we're gonna make F Zero. We're gonna make games like uh, one other game on this, and a game like Pilot Wings. That's like. What is this? Why would you like what? Where was the boardroom in Kyoto, right? Where they were like, All right, kids love the video games. What else do kids love? Light plane simulators, <laughs> <laughs> skydiving, skydiving, crop dusting. You know, what we're talking about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a nice little tech demo for the Super Nintendo that ends up being so much more. Uh, it's a really rewarding game to play again and again and again. Uh, it demands a certain level of precision that when you first start playing it seems almost unfair, uh, at least once you get past the first one or two levels. Um, but then I find like becomes really rewarding to um, learn how to do the landings for your light plane really specifically, to learn how to know just when to open your parachute to get through all the rings and and land you know that sacrifices speed Mm. versus control i think is really interesting Uh, and the fact that after a couple like four levels it opens up and they're like fuck it you're in a helicopter let's go shoot some rockets yeah Uh, i i really like that so i i remember very fondly i i think it's especially odd that i liked it because uh I did not get my super Nintendo until two, no, 2000, 2012. No, it was 93. Okay. Uh, So, you know, about in the middle of its life, life cycle, certainly well after pilot wings was the thing. Uh, And still really enjoyed it. Like even compared to a lot of the other games I had played. So from, from its uniqueness, uh, its level of polish, um, I think. I think that's that's a good second tier SNES game.
1: Very nice. So the first one on my list is a bit controversial because there are plenty of people who do not like this game slash game series, um, but for whatever reason, it spoke to me, and that would be Killer Instinct. Um, you know, I did not play a whole lot of fighting games like that. I, the idea of a fighting game was very, the, you either played Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, or that's, that's it. That's the entire world that as far as I was concerned about or concerned with, what about
0: uh, you are being very rude to the.
1: Legions mm-hmm. of primal rage fans that are out there. Uh, Okay. Write me your letters, Bobby Schweizer care of North pole. So killer instinct is a game who for the the thing that makes him the most interesting is its technical achievement in the kinds of like character rendering they were doing by rare. So the, the stuff that you had seen in the technology you had seen with Donkey Kong country uh, come to life in a video game. And one of the things that it allowed them to do was to put together these ridiculous combo systems. So unlike a mortal combat, which is really just like sprites in positions and, um, you were able to link together these chains of of movements, and make it the fighting in the game seem like it's more action oriented instead of like, okay, I'm going to do my thing and you do your thing. Like it it moves so quickly um, that, that you know I love that. It also just a a cool set of characters, especially to choose people or things that are not necessarily human. So there are a, a number of human characters, but there's other stuff mixed into it as well. Which you didn't necessarily get. Like you got some offshoot human-like things in Mortal Kombat, say, but you did not have like a spinal or a full gore, like a fighting robot. Um, and I just, yeah, top to bottom, I just think that that game has has a whole level of detail that makes it really compelling.
0: Okay, so uh, Killer Instinct, obviously not especially uh, not not a game that holds up. Certainly not well, a game say.
1: that would be a launch game on a new. A new console generation. Bold oh, you know. dip, though poorly
0: priced. But no, uh, seriously, I, I think that's actually a really great pick for a couple reasons. Um, one, uh, the game was extremely impressive when it came out. Uh, I remember uh, liking it. It was a great. It looked fantastic. A co- very cool, especially from a kid. Um, it's interesting hearing uh somebody older like Jeff Gersman um roll his eyes like when he saw something like uh Donkey Kong Country. You know, being like, I guess it's pre-rendered in 3D, but it looks like ass on these consoles. Uh, I didn't think that about uh, Donkey Kong Country, and especially not Killer Instinct. Like, I thought it looked very impressive. Um, And, uh, from the time... it In a way that Nintendo does not now, like, it was a very cool extension of being like, yeah, this is... When people say, like, Nintendo doesn't care about, like, gamers anymore, it's because we remember them putting out games like super metroid and killer instinct and earthbound right Mm -hmm. um it was a very cool like thing for them to do and a very cool thing for them to be interested in i thought right um
1: yeah killer instinct is not going to be your flagship character easily identifiable thing no uh but but it was pushing particularly pushing a relatively simple technology uh in an interesting way yeah and and combos are fucking awesome i don't care what anyone says the more hits the better until you get to marvel vs capcom style which is just like made up hits
0: i just love that we now have our annual magfest ritual where i need to really beat you bad just destroy
1: me just we
0: just have to take five minutes every Mm -hmm. year and just play a couple rounds and be like yep okay and Mm -hmm. then move on with our lives
1: yep it's just putting my putting me in my place.
0: I just just I don't know. It makes I don't enjoy. know if it makes you happy, but it makes me happy. Uh, Mario, next game Mario Party is next, or no Mario Paint? I man, I cannot read my own handwriting. Yeah, Mario, Mario Paint. Pa- oh, great choice. Mario Paint is next on my list. This is a game I got at launch. It was a bundle from like I think it might have been from Sears that came with uh, Super Mario World and Mario Paint. Mario Paint seemed like. Fucking magic! Like I would go to school and they had kid picks, and I'll go home and be like, "Fuck you, kid picks!" Yeah, because I have the coolest paint simulation toy I've ever kid, used. Kid picks
1: life. can't animate.
0: It cannot animate. It can't animate with Mario jumping on like Game Boys and fingers to make sick sounds. <laughs> God damn it!
1: No, absolutely. That is—it's such a weird thing. I, I have no idea where mario paint
0: emerged from it definitely seems like uh let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks it almost seems like this is something crazy um that only entered my mind when i was looking at my super nintendo games coming up with this list that seems like a game that would come out of wii nintendo like yeah that how perfectly would that fit with like the wii fit and wii music uh style of uh you know toys or sure or, it's it's a, it's like an expressive toy totally. yeah that, that they're they're putting out like that seems kind of like a no-brainer especially with the uh Wii remote as a mouse analog like mm-hmm. that, i don't know when we fever was at, at at its uh, height that seems like something that could have been really successful
1: if i remember correctly when the ds came out people were calling for a new mario paint because now we had a stylus
0: uh, there you go in uh, also another uh good application of that although like, not on the tv not being able to share it um i uh, like being able to make animations and then like friend code them to somebody that yeah. seems like something that nintendo would be really into i don't know <laughs> nah. um but it was it was a cool toy then. It was really impressive. It was a way of interacting that, even though all video games are interactive, seemed special and impressive. Um, and again, just something that Nintendo, even like being the market leader, was like, I don't know, fuck it, let's let's go, let's try
1: this. <laughs> yep, great choice. Thanks. Uh, next game on my list. We had a long discussion about uh, Grand Theft Auto V. And one of the things that I noticed when I was playing... I I
0: just, I cannot wait for you to draw the line from Grand Theft Auto V to whatever Super Nintendo game you were about to say.
1: Uh, What was I playing? I was playing some early Rockstar game. Okay. Back in time. And it has the exact same arrows as uniracers like the little like dancing arrow over its head because uniracers was done by dma design which eventually became rockstar north
0: uh that is a fantastic choice
1: i i love uniracers
0: um i do not own can i buy uniracers on virtual console or like on ebay or something i don't know that's man
1: Keep talking. I have it. I have it hooked up to my Retro Duo right now. Um, so Uniracers, if you don't remember, it was a unicycle racing game, and the the layout was really simple. So the 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 unicycle itself was uh, like the, the character. So you know, it moved around and it could like bob its head, like the seat move forward or whatever. Like that that was the racing thing. So the the unicycle was doing the racing, and there were a couple different modes. Um, there were like circuit modes where there was one track, and you're racing against one other, you know, one other unicycle on that track. And the way you speed up is by doing tricks. So you like jump and you do spin, and jump and you spin. And as you spin, you gain more and more speed. Uh, and the game, because its graphics were extraordinarily simple, it was just a simple, like pipe that was like sideways on the world, like doodle jump style. Uh, was your track and so you could like do like big spins and move down Um, it was able to draw that stuff really fast you got a real sense of speed in that game
0: you Uh, can draw very 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 straight line from uniracers to trials uh, if people are familiar with trials okay yeah trials but fast yes it's much much faster um, less like brutally difficult but Mm -hmm. still that same like you've got to jump and you're flipping around and and uh
1: And if you it's fuck up, ugh, and then there were other modes too. So there was uh, there were time attack modes. There were drag races. Um, there were uh, score attacks. So there'd be like a, a half pipe, and you just do tricks in the half pipe and go on. And it was awesome. It's just such a cool game. You need to find it. Emulated. It's, it. it's not on Virtual Console, but it does mm-hmm. hold up extremely well. Love it. Love you, erasers.
0: The third game on my list is Mega Man X. Not to be confused with Mega Man Ten.
1: I, uh, thought we, I thought we said no Mega Man X. I thought we said yes Mega Man X. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's a bubble game. How about that? Okay. No, you know, it's not a bubble game. I'm gonna say you're. It's fine. You're fine. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: so. I don't know. I think that's clearly a six through ten. Maybe not for some people listening to this. Sure, I think
1: that 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 may be skewing my opinion of it.
0: Uh, I like Mega Man X a lot. So, uh, if you were to ask me my three favorite Mega Man games, I don't know what order I would answer you in, but I would say Mega Man Two, Three, and X. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. That uh, works. I think those all have great bosses. I loved the Disco- since discovery Mega Man X. Like when you get Mega Man X. Uh, you feel like it is impossible because you're like, this is like regular Mega Man except that I have almost no health and these levels seem really hard. Um, They introduced uh, a sense of discovery that the earlier Mega Man games did not have. Uh, You have to find like permanent health expansions to get yourself up to like a full health bar and you have to find four different like like, X-spansion Boost things mm-hmm. to transform you as Mega Man into Mega Man X. That gave you sick stuff like sliding,
1: and I don't know. But yeah, it gives you it gives you additional like powers that make it feel more like an action platformer than right what what yeah, it, could have been accomplished on the the regular Nintendo
0: much more besides just running and jumping. Um, right. Although it 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 felt very much like a Mega Man game, um, you know, it didn't feel like an entirely break from the original franchise. Is what I'm saying.
1: I was never a fan. It just didn't, um, do, it, didn't do it for me.
0: I never played any of the other Mega Man X games. I'll be honest, I I don't. Uh, for I don't know, no good reason. Um, and I also felt like it, Mega Man X was a game I kept coming back to. Like I got it and put it in and was like, "Fuck this game! This is too hard." And then, like, would learn, like, I, I remember I would find, uh, like, two of the boosts, Like, oh, I can get the helmet and the boots now. And would be like, okay, I can get a little bit further. And then would, like, reach, uh, uh, you know, atrophy at some point and be like, all right, screw this. And then would come back later, you know, because you run out of games, right? You just got to look at your shelf and be like, mm-hmm. well, I feel like, I don't feel like playing Mario World again. So let's put this in. Um and so that, that cool sense of discovery, uh more than just beating the eight bosses was pretty cool, uh, I thought.
1: Yeah, I and maybe that maybe it was just like I was not able to cope with the change scenery in Mega Man X that made that made me weirded out by it. I've, I regret though that when I was younger it was one of the first games that I sold back to Funko Land oh no. I was like, oh, this game sucks. I don't like this. And I sold it. That, I sold it yeah. Um, and I, have never, I haven't tried playing it since since then. So maybe I would have an appreciation for it now like I didn't before. I did I'm... play... There's some, effectively, Mega Man X game that was on the PSP that I played. I didn't like that one either, so...
0: I haven't played it in know. forever,
1: so I don't know how well it holds up. Hey, it doesn't matter. I remember it looking great. Uh, next game on my list... I've talked about it before. I try to remember what the what list it was on, but uh, it's Illusion of Gaia. Okay. Um. So, Illusion of Gaia is really one of the first role playing like games that I remember really getting into. So, I probably played it before I played Chrono Trigger because I got it close to release. It was released in '94. Um and I hadn't really gotten into RPGs. I'd played Dragon Warrior some and a little bit of Final Fantasy on the NES. But I really I liked the Zelda format better. So I really loved Link to the Past. Um and so an action-ish game like Illusion of Gaia was much more along the lines of what appealed to me. Um I liked its story. It's you know, got this cool traveling all over the world, seeing all these ancient ruins and realizing how you know the actual the stuff in our world, the history that is left over is part of some like much larger narrative about the earth. Um, this This is such a weird game because i um,
0: I remember seeing this game in kB toys all the time, like really pushed heavily mm-hmm. um, And like Nintendo must have gotten behind it in a big way because they they published it in America. And I remember getting confused because if you look at the cover, it looks just like Legend of Zelda.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: kind of. Like, like, like the. I mean, at least if you look at it real fast, like the way the G
1: has the little indents in it, the way it's written. Um, yeah, it looks like stone. It has like the one object behind it.
0: Right. Um, it's not a one to one, but you're definitely like in the same vein. Um, but I never really got a good sense of what that game was
1: yes I, I think it's actually worth playing still it's it's got its combat problems it's unforgiving in its combat which kind of sucks but yeah you, know, you get to switch between multiple characters and they each have powers um mm. and you you have to do some puzzle solving you're like okay i need to switch to this character for this bit because you know i need to uh like the the main character will has a, a flute that he plays um, and the thing that the Magic Flute can do is like pull objects towards him with telekinesis so he like stands in front of it and he uses the flute to concentrate his power and he can like pull a block to get past whatever the next area was or like one of the guys has a sword that can charge up so you can shoot a fireball across the way and like hit a switch like that kind of stuff um, so very Legend of Zelda E but great music really good characters and I mean I don't want to say great writing but the characterization of the, the kids in the story is really good. I right. love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Cool. I would,
0: I would like to check that out too. As, as I slowly move through, like, and I'm running out of old games I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like one I would like to.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, they've never put it anywhere ever again.
0: I know. I just looked it up. That's all, you know, again, Nintendo fucking up with their virtual console. All right um i have two pretty random final games great uh this one's not random but it i don't even know if it would fit in some people six through ten but i put nba jam
1: i almost put nba jam tournament edition
0: okay yes so i would definitely put nba jam tournament edition uh i liked it because it felt so strange to like that game even as a kid again Mm -hmm. not being into basketball but i loved uh how fast paced it was um how challenging it was and you know it was an era where arcades were still pretty big and that game seemed very inaccessible at the arcades there were always good people playing it yeah. you had to constantly feed it quarters to get from quarter to quarter so it it in some ways felt like a game with like all the unlock codes yes like, you anything, totally you know like oh this doesn't even feel right like i'm getting away with something that i can uh you know play play an entire game
1: it was certainly i want to say the first game that i ever associated with this is the arcade game coming home like there's so many things that were arcade ports but finally Mm -hmm. it was like oh i could play this awesome arcade game in my house i
0: agree i think even more than street fighter and mortal Kombat, which Mm -hmm. seemed like good facsimiles of those games but something about nba jam even if it's not accurate like it felt like the game like yeah that goofy sports game too is something that uh with maybe the exception of blitz um but even that I don't think was quite as successful. Ever captured that same idea again. Uh and they've tried and tried to remake uh NBA Jam and have never really gotten it down. That seems like such an easy, like uh you know in not what what we, what do we call indie games that aren't indie? Like ten dollar, fifteen dollar games that
1: aren't indie? Small budget games. Do we have no game for that? Small games? Small games? I was
0: uh, we used to say XBLA games, but now it seems like Steam and PSN are also right. viable platforms. So, yeah, so, anyway, yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Um, so the m- the most recent NBA Jam that they put out, uh, I can't remember. It, what was, it was a called. Wii game, right? It was a Wii game and a PSN game. Yeah, they, it was. F- yeah, it was free on PSN at some point, so I own it, uh, but no. I've never, I've never played it. Of course not. Cool, yeah, of course not. Why would I play a game that I own? Um. Okay, next on my list is... Here's my only Nintendo... Well, I guess... What I would consider like a Nintendo-developed game is uh, Super Punch-Out. Okay. I absolutely love Super Punch-Out. I I don't think I'd ever even touched original Mike Tyson's Punch-Out before this game.
0: All right, that makes sense.
1: And it was... To me as a kid, it was accessible because I recognized that what I was doing, it was like looking for patterns. Um, I, it's one of the things that's great about it is that it's extraordinarily colorful. Like it has mm-hmm. a great color palette. All the sprites are really large. So they do a, like a good job of making the characters that you're, uh, boxing against be, or how, like you know have their individual characteristics, not only in their, their movement patterns, but like what you think of them as like a personality, even though they have maybe four or five lines of text. Um, mm-hmm like oh yeah i know you know i know what gabby jay is like or you know i know what the uh the ryan brothers are all about those guys are dicks um and and it was one of the first games that i actually remember being good at like like demonstrating some mastery over and figuring it out and be like yes this i'm actually good at this video game i'm not good at video games but this is one that i can (laughs) i can beat like if i put enough time into it so it's uh, I I haven't played it in so long I have no idea if it holds up but back then I loved it. Cool. Yeah, I um, I th- I only think I've played that
0: game once or twice and not when it was current. No. Uh, but I I played a lot of the original Punch Out and really liked it. Um, I remember thinking Super Punch Out looked really cool. I feel like they had a sense of the enemies looked massive in a way. Yeah. They didn't
1: On the uh, big, AS. big cartoon sprites. Yeah, um, kind of like a real widescreen feel. Yeah, and the 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 camera, camera, quick camera, in that game, the position of the game, the viewpoint of the game, is much closer to the action than it is in original Punch-Out!, where you get to see a lot of the ring. Like, this is, like, up close. You are really um, translucent, even totally. more so than, you know, the original game. Like, yes, your body, your whole body was there, but it's like your big torso is kind of in the way, but just just faded out just enough and you could see your gloves so they did a good job with it
0: yep. alright your last game my last game alright so we were playing Borderlands 2 earlier and lamenting the lack of friendly co-op mm-hmm. what if I told you there was an incredible friendly co-op game back on the Super Nintendo it didn't have drop in drop out Okay, but it was small enough in scale and had the same goofy spirit that would make it almost as enjoyable as Borderlands what would you say?
1: I uh, I would say, tell me what it is. Zombies ate my neighbors. <sighs> I've never played Zombies
0: ate my neighbors. You may know it's uh, one of my brother's favorite games, and not without good reason. It is a um, Konami developed game. It's uh, I don't even know what a type of game it would be. It's top down, like shooter. I guess. Yeah, uh, shooting. It's, you're shooting, but it's not a shoot. When I say shooter, you might think like Galaga, and I would say no. And then you might think like Counter Strike, and I'm like no. Um, it's like uh, action. There's there's strategy. There's item collection. Gosh, you know, it almost in a weird way resembles something like a Hotline Miami, but slow. Okay. Um, yeah. In in that like go from. So there's a starting point in the mission, there are items you need to collect and then get out of the mission. And technically killing the other things are incidental, but you really do have to do that or you're screwed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, it's it, it is a, a kind of like a deliberate movement too, like yeah. I I get, I get to the zombie and I like have to take them out in one strike. Right. That kind Ammo of stuff con- or
0: yes. Ammo conservation is very important. Okay. Um, to the way we're like, you can if I remember uh, if I remember correctly, you can reload every four levels, so it means it'll checkpoint you at level four, level eight, at level twelve, which is somewhat useful, but not really because you pick up so many uh, weapons and power ups in the earlier levels that you do not keep when you respawn. That starting at like level sixteen is almost useless, so you've really got to like make it go for it in one. Wow. Game. Um it's a roguelike, is what i'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh not really. But that is a super weird, super special game. Again, i don't know if, if they did they put it on virtual console. This uh, one they might have. I, I'm not sure. It
1: sounds uh, I want to say yes, but let me let me look it up. It was also on the Genesis. Next time i play or next time i visit yes! we, should, we should play. We should. Yes, it's on virtual console for the Wii. Cuz we played uh we played Earl last time. God damn it. I
0: love Toji & Earl. Top one Genesis games. <laughs> wow. Well well done. Absolutely my favorite Genesis game. But uh, yeah, man. So I'm going to say my neighbors. You should look at the cover. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, again, uh, we ended up with this game because you saw it at every KB for like $10 for forever. Uh, I think it might be was not a big hit. But boy, oh, boy, was this game super special. You should get it.
1: You should buy it. You should play it. All right, I got my last one, and this may actually be one of my top five games. Oh well, you're cheating. No, no, no. But it's it's a top. It's one of my top five games that would not be on like anybody else's top five list, which is why it's here right. at the uh, on this we'll part of the list. Um, just because it's a favorite of mine, but not a critically. As critically acclaimed as others, uh, and that's UN Squadron. Do you remember UN Squadron? Okay, sure. Side-scrolling shooter. You are plane pilots. Um, it is a game that has light RPG elements. So you collect money as you go along, and you use that money to upgrade your weapons and to buy better ships. Um, and uh, but that's what I liked about it in comparison to other like hummingbird shooters or our types of the time where you know, you were collecting the power up and you're using it right there. Like you weren't really investing in yourself. Um, so the, you know, at the beginning of the level, you could decide like, okay, I can get, you know, this much napalm or I can get this awesome thing that I can shoot up in the sky and it rains down bullets on everything. And you know, we'll clear it, clear it. I know I need that in this level because there's one section I can't get through. So yeah, if I could just afford that, then I'm fine. But it's, um, it's a game that has branching paths, which was kind of cool. You could go to different parts on the map. So there's like a map board, typical, you know, uh war room style. And you can like, Oh, I'm going to go do this level first. And then I'm going to go back and, you know, hit this other area. Cause I know that in this level, I can get this much money and, or I can take that first or I like it more. Um, the shooting, you know, the guns in it, like the ships ended up having giant Hadouken style, you know, screen clearing firing rates right, right. Um, super fun cartoony action and that that persistence in the game made it made it awesome I loved love UN Squadron
0: it's a damn good list I've never played UN Squadron uh, I've heard of it oh, never played it never ever played it yeah
1: Greg Gates, Greg if, Gates is the man Okay, well, that's it. Woo! That's the episode. Games. Good episode, 104. Indeed. So uh, you can find us online, lowscorepodcast.blogspot.com. You can hit us on uh, the the Twitter machine, at lowscorepodcast. And of course, you can always email. (gasps) Oh, you know what? Hey, strike that. Speaking of email, we did get an email. Oh, emails. Emails. Uh, Loso sent in his top six through ten.
0: Oh, great. All right. Well, let's read them.
1: Yep. Oh, and he excludes Mega Man X from this um, as because he calls it a classic top fiver. And I assume he, if he had the chance, he would put it on here. But these answers are more interesting. So, Loso's answers are number 10, Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. Mm. Number 9, Kirby Superstar. Okay, which
0: one is Kirby Superstar? Is that the minigame collection? Uh, yes, yeah, that is a great game. Absolutely,
1: I don't think I've ever played it. So Su- strong,
0: the like golf mini game, a plus,
1: rad. Number eight, ogre battle. I'm March. Thinking, no, am I thinking of the right game, or is that Kirby's Dream Course? I uh, I don't know. He says huge variety between the different sub games. Dyna Blade, the Great Cave Offensive, incredible. All right, I,
0: so I think I'm right about that part. But I think when and, I think about the golf, I think I'm thinking about Kirby Dream Course. Okay. And he
1: says, and a bunch of neat minigames as well. It also has a DS remake, apparently. No kidding.
0: Hmm. I am thinking about Kirby's Dream Course.
1: I'm going to Amazon. I might pick up Kirby Superstar for DS. Um, sounds... Next game on the list, Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. Okay. Yep, of course. Super Street Fighter II Turbo. Ah... Uh, Mm. there's there's nothing about that game there's nothing about uh street fighter 2 turbo that is better than super street fighter 2 turbo like I, the, uh, super street fighter 2 turbo has everything in it that the other games had well i'm thinking that that might be a top fiver oh okay i see what
0: you're saying it's an, i mean it's outstanding excellent choice excellent port blah 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 I personally maybe I personally did not put it on there for that reason.
1: Okay. Well but, but he didn't put Mega Man X on there, so like I guess all right, fair enough.
0: Bobby, I just Amazon Kirby Superstar Ultra for the
1: DS. It's mm-hmm. forty-five dollars. How much is it used? Eleven ninety-four. This yes, there we go. You can't can't trust those new prices. Ah, uh, fair enough. Um and then number six on his list i know you're a fan donkey kong country 2 diddy kong's quest
0: hell yeah great choice yeah in my opinion the only good donkey kong country game because dixie kicks butt <laughs> fly around and donkey kong is not his two he doesn't control very well
1: and then when they introduce baby kong in the third one he just controls shitty like donkey kong did <laughs> so that's that is list list so if you have a list that you want to send to us you can send it to lowscorepodcast at gmail.com or if you can fit it in 140 characters or maybe two tweets you can tweet us at lowscorepodcast. yep and of course as always uh so do you want people to to say something on twitter about us I, I do do you have something they can say i do
0: you should say like uh just barely at low score is in my six to ten